Hey everyone, before you dive into this week's teaching from Pastor Chris, we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening. If you find this podcast to be encouraging or helpful in growing deeper in your faith, would you take a few seconds and share it with someone? They too could be needing the very same thing that you received. Again, thanks for listening and we pray that you have a wonderful day. So we, we've been in this series talking about pre-decide, and we're going to wrap that up this week. But, but first, I want to kind of maybe talk to those in the room who have ever felt like giving up. You ever felt like you want to give up? You got, you got into a place in life, maybe, maybe you, you at one point, oh, wonderful. Thank you, sir. Let's see if this helps. <clears throat> maybe at one point you had a dream or you had a goal, you had a vision. Maybe you started with great anticipation. You're all excited about it. You kicked it off. It was going great, but then you hit a wall. You hit resistance, and, and, and then all of a sudden you found yourself in a place with little to no progress. Frustration started to set in. You felt like discouraged. You wanted to give up. Anybody ever been in a situation like that? Maybe, maybe this week, maybe the, yesterday, maybe this morning, I don't know. But, but maybe you found yourself in a situation where you had a relationship, where you really wanted to restore it, you wanted to mend it, and you tried everything you could. You poured energy and time and effort into it, and then you found yourself with an even more broken relationship on the other side. Maybe you're fighting to save your marriage. You're, you're doing everything you can. You're pouring everything into it, but you're just running out of fight you're, maybe you're believing for a miracle. You have something that you have been praying about every single day for God to do in your life. Maybe your kid's life, maybe in a friendship, maybe a healing, a financial situation. You're like, God, I need you to do something here. I need a miracle. You need God to help you overcome maybe an addiction. And you've tried and you've prayed and you believe, but you have seen little to no results. And you're losing I want to talk with those today who have ever felt in that place, or maybe you're in that place today, and I want to, if you're going to write something down this morning, I want you to write this down. When you want to give up, we're going to talk about that today. If you would pray with me. Jesus, we thank you for this morning. God, thank you for those who are here to be able to gather with us. God, we pray for those who aren't able to be here but are still watching us and joining us through the awesome thing called the internet. Jesus, we thank you for your blessings in our lives every day. And Jesus, I pray that the word that you have for us today, that you would make it absolutely 100% clear that we would know exactly what you want us to do and you know exactly how we are supposed to take that first step today. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, we are concluding a series today and called Predecide, and we've been in it for, uh, I don't know, five, six weeks or so, and we've been talking about this idea of our decisions. And, and we first started off, the first week we talked about the quality of our decisions, of your decisions, my decisions, determines the quality of our life. The problem is, we're not good decision makers, right? We, don't, we, we try really hard, and there's times where we just nail it. We knock it out of the park. We kill the decision. We're like, yeah, look at what I did right here. Yes. But then other times you're like, I'm just so just, I can't. And we just make 
the wrong decision. Well, our series, we're focusing on the, the statement we've been talking about and this idea of when we're faced with a certain situation, we have pre-decided to take a specific action. So when you find yourself in this place, but beforehand, without emotion, with, with the leading of, of God's will on our lives and his word and, and, and prayer and focus and encouragement from our community, we have pre-decided to make this specific action when faced with this certain situation. We've had this statement. We had this, this circle. We handed out stickers. And if you want one of these cool circle stickers, we got some in the back on the table. We'd love for you to take one home. But we, we have these six things that we're focusing on. And we've been talking about how I am ready. Say it with me. I am ready. ready. Oh, you're ready. I love it. Talking about I am consistent. I am devoted. I am generous. I am faithful. And by the will of God and his faithfulness in our lives, we will be a finisher. And that's what we're talking about today. I know one thing about the desire to finish. I'm a project guy. I love projects. I love to do things. I love to get my hands dirty. But the desire to finish, it is so easy to start, right? So easy to start. But it is so not easy to finish, right? My wife, God bless her heart, has been living in a kitchen now for over a year, She's got really awesome countertops, painted cabinets, new appliances, but no backsplash. It's just cement board, just basically plywood on the walls. Everything else looks awesome. New sink, garbage disposal, it's beautiful. No backsplash. I am famous for starting things, but never getting to the point of finishing them. See, this idea for us is, is a lot more important than I think people understand, right? Because I want to ask you a certain question, and I think you'll be able to understand, is, is what do you think separates average people from amazing people? What, what's the difference from those who, who are really fulfilled in life and those who are often empty? Maybe those who struggle or those who succeed. I will tell you, it is not their intelligence it's not their appearance, it's not their talents, it's not their education, it's not who or what they know. It, the difference is their perseverance, their perseverance. It's their willingness to stick to it, their, their grit to finish, their drive to preserve, persevere, their refusal to quit. There was this big study that was done recently that, that interviewed successful people. And we're talking, um, talking uh, Fortune 500 business leaders. We're talking successful military leaders. We're talking teachers. We're talking even like spelling bee champions, like the whole spectrum of people. They did this research. And all of this was down to one quality that separated unsuccessful people and successful people. And it's one quality, and it is this. It is grit. Grit. The definition of grit, if you don't know what word I'm talking about, is the strength of character that refuses to quit. If you follow the NFL, there's a team out of Detroit right now that is all about grit. They got into the playoffs, but not very far in the playoffs, okay? I'm just kidding. It's going against my whole sermon. No, ah. But the, the, the lady who did this whole research, her name is Angela Duckworth, and she has this quote with this giant study that she did. She said, enthusiasm is common. You can find it everywhere. 
Everybody's excited about something, right? So excited for this, excited for this, can't wait for this. This is happening. I'm, I'm really pumped. But endurance is rare. Endurance is extremely, extremely rare. Grit is this difference that it is not what you know or who you know, but it's your willingness to stay in the fight. Easy to start, hard to finish. And this is why we wrap up our whole series with this one statement. We just said it, said, I am a finisher. We are pre-deciding to be finishers. And by, and by nature, we want to take the easy way out, right? We, we want to take the simple road, the easy path, we, we, the one of least resistance. That's like, boom, here to there. Like, I am constantly, when I drive, on ways with my app. Why? Because I want to know if there's traffic, there's something in the road. I want the easy way. I want to get home as quick as I possibly can. We live in that world today. But our big decision today that we are making when we pre-decide to be a finisher is this. It says, when I commit, I don't quit. I am a finisher. Say this with me. He says, when I commit, I don't quit. I am a finisher. And why is that? Well, because us as, as disciples of Jesus... How do we persevere? How do we strengthen? Because the devil wants to pull us back, right? The devil wants us to quit. The devil wants us to throw off our game. So how do, we, how do we strengthen ourselves so when we get to the point where we want to quit, that we don't? There, there's this moment. I want to look at the words of uh, Apostle Paul. And, he, and he's in prison, and, he, and he's writing this letter to basically his spiritual son, Timothy. And he, he's in jail under the Emperor Nero, and he's basically waiting to be beheaded. And he's, he's in a dungeon, well, well, really more of like a sewer. So he's like underground in a sewer, and he's just waiting to be killed. And this was a really common place for, for these people to wait to be executed. And a lot of them, honestly, wouldn't even survive just being in the sewer. They would just die even before their execution. But Paul is writing this letter to his spiritual son, Timothy, with all of his emotion and everything that he has. Essentially, he's, these are his last words. And he writes it to Timothy. We see this in 2 Timothy 4, 5. He says to him, Paul, do not be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry that God has given to you. You'd think I'd be here to like encourage you this morning. I am, but we got to get through some stuff first. <laughs> but here's the reality. If we're going to finish like we say we are, we're going to likely suffer. We're likely going to go through some hard times. And honestly, being a Christian doesn't mean that you don't have hard times. It actually means, honestly, the opposite, that being a Christian, a follower of Jesus, a disciple of God Almighty, means that we're probably most likely, absolutely, going to suffer. And in other words, Paul here is trying to tell Timothy that don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, but carry out 
the ministry that God has given you, even if you're going to suffer. He continues on, as for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have remained faithful. Paul here is saying, I, I, I've been in the battle. I've not given up. I fought the good fight. I have remained faithful and I have pressed forward even in the face of suffering. Here, here, here is what is really powerful about this. And I think Paul here has finished his race. There's nothing that's going to save him. There's nothing that's going to rescue him. History shows us that after this point, he is beheaded. He is killed. He, 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 he no longer lives here on earth, but in heaven. And, and what is powerful is that it's obvious that Paul has finished his race. But you and I have not finished ours. You and I have not finished our race yet. And if you find yourself in a place of discouragement or, or feel like giving up, maybe God might be saying to you, even today, if you're not dead, you're not done. That if you're not dead, you're not done. There is more for you to do. God has more for you. I see some of you checking yourself. Am I alive in this moment right here? Yes, you are. God's got more for you to do. He still has more plans, more assignments. He's got more stuff for you to do. He's got more ministry for you to do. He's got more business for you to do. He's got more content for you to take. He's got more hope for you to share, more friendship for you to make, for more addictions to break. Turn to the person next to you and say, God's got more for you. Come on, come on. God's got more for you. If you're not dead, you're not done. There's more for you to do. And Paul here is encouraging Timothy, I might be done, but you aren't done yet. Fully finish, fully finish the work that God has started in you. But you don't get it, Pastor Chris. I'm tired. I'm tired. Tired, and not just tired, but I'm turd. <laughs> I am tired. I'm tired. I know I talked to some of you guys. Hey, how's your week? I'm tired. How how you how you guys doing? I'm I'm busy and I'm tired and I'm tired and I'm busy. I'm tired. I'm busy. I'm tired. I'm busy. I'm tired. A lot of us feel like there is so much to get done, right? So much still to get done. Author and speaker David Allen has this quote I think might help encourage us today. It says, much of the stress that people feel doesn't come from having too much to do. It comes from not finishing what they've started. Maybe some of you have this just constant stress in your life that what you have to do isn't getting done and that you don't know how you're going to move forward. If you guys would with me, just, just kind of have 
just mentally right now, just kind of shift into this posture of prayer. I, I, I want to I read some scripture of you and ask you a question, but, but kind of just have this moment of posture or prayer is that I want you to set yourself up for maybe what God wants to share with you this morning in this moment today, that, that you would be listening to him and, and maybe something that God is prompting you of something that you haven't finished. And I'm not talking about like, oh yeah, pastor, I haven't finished season four of that on Netflix. But like, like I'm, I'm talking about something, something really spiritual, okay? Something spiritual. Jesus, Jesus says this to, to the church in Sardis in Revelation. He says, I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Maybe you feel like that this morning. This morning, someone say, "Oh, you're such a good Christian," but but deep down inside, you're like, "I just, I'm just not feeling it." Paul says, "Wake," or, or Jesus says, "Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of God." Here, here's the question I want to ask you: What is your unfinished business? Maybe it's an unfinished assignment. What is it more specifically, though, like as a follower of Jesus? Maybe you once were prompted to do something. You know you were supposed to do it. You thought you were going to do it. You really wanted to go and do it. You hoped to do it. You thought about doing it. And you knew you were supposed to maybe say something. You were prompted to give something. Maybe you were, you were looking to reach out to someone. What is it that you were prompted to do? Maybe you were supposed to reach out and mend a relationship. Maybe you were supposed to step out in faith and, 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 and take a step that you didn't know all that was going to happen after that, but God said, I need you to, just to take this step. Maybe you were something as simple as you were supposed to go finish your degree, but you just, you haven't yet. Maybe you were supposed to start some kind of hobby or you're supposed to start, join a community group. We're kicking off on Wednesday. Maybe you were supposed to start serving in the church in a way with the gifts and talents that God has given you. Maybe, maybe you were supposed to, to follow through with something, but you just never got there. Maybe a physical goal, a spiritual goal, a, maybe even to just apologize to someone, but you just never got there. What's the in, unfinished business that you have in your life that God has asked you to do, what, just let that kind of sink in for a moment. What, what would God be saying to you? Paul has some, some really incredible advice in this. In 2 Corinthians, he says, here's my advice. It would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago church in Corinth got off to this great start. They were doing all these amazing things, and it kind of just, like all of us, it just fizzles out, right? Last year, you were the first who wanted to give, and you were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. What's your unfinished business? Maybe you're thinking about it right now. Maybe you're like, God, I... I don't even know what you would want me to do right now. But I, but I think we have to answer the question of what if we don't do it? 
What if we don't follow through? I mean, honestly, there's things that some things in life that we should quit. So I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about those things. And we can't do everything. But each of us has something that we are called to do. Some of us have divine assignments on our lives, but we have yet to finish them. So what does it matter if we quit? Today, you are going to face an opportunity to determine who you are. You're, you're going to show... Let's put it this way. You, you are going to cast a vote for your future self in this moment. That you are going to either decide to do what you're supposed to do and cast a vote to be a finisher, or you're going to decide not to do that, and you will then in turn cast a vote for being a non-finisher. So the question for us is, who are we? This is why it's important. You're going to come, you're going to face a moment in life, whether maybe some of you have faced this before, you're probably going to face something in the near future where you're going to have to make a tough decision. And you're going to have to decide the kind of person you are. You are going to cast a vote into which camp of the person that you want to be. And you're going to face something and some moment where it's going to seem like impossible odds. It's going to seem like everything is stacked against you. It's going to seem like you're, you're going to have people and friends in your life that are going to turn to you and say, there's no chance that this is ever going to come through. But God is standing there saying, I want you to take this step of faith. And, and, and you're going to have to decide, will I face this adversity? Will I overcome the greatest pillars of faith in the halls of history have faced this and chosen correctly. Was it easy? Absolutely not. Was it all fun and celebration and did a confetti cannon go off when they made the right decision? No, most likely not, maybe. But they at some point had to make the tough decision. It didn't mean they didn't struggle through it. but you didn't see them quit. Just because I'm up here with the carpet, the table, and the podium doesn't mean that I have it figured out. Can I be honest with you? I wanted to quit yesterday. I did. I 1,000% wanted to quit, but then I knew that I was gonna have to be here at 10 a.m. to give a sermon to myself and you guys. This sermon is so much, just as much for me as it is for you guys here today. Saturdays, for some reason in our house, have just been chaos. <laughs> and I think it's because the devil knows that Sunday's coming, <laughs> right? The devil knows Sunday's coming, and, and he's like, I got to knock that pastor off of his path. Because if I can, then I, I, can, I can start messing with Spring Valley. So, so if, you, if you guys are thinking of Pastor Andre and myself on Saturdays, please be praying for us. We, we covet your prayers. You guys are amazing. I know there's so many of you that pray for us every single day, and we feel it. We feel it. 
but I wanted to quit yesterday. But I, but, but I, but I knew I couldn't. And I struggled through it. So you, you may see me struggle, but I'll tell you 100% here today, right now, and forevermore, I will never quit. I will never quit. And the Apostle Paul is this incredible, like, superhero of the faith. He's just this stellar pillar of the early church. And he even himself struggled, but he never quit. He fought through day after day after day. And he shares what I would consider his life motto in Acts chapter 20 at the end of his life. He says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. My only goal in life, Paul says, is to finish the race. But there's this little phrase in there of this power-packed verse that I think some of us just kind of gloss over real quick. And, And it answers the question of how could Paul finish the race? He says this right at the beginning, because he wasn't running for himself. He says, I consider my life worth nothing to me. Paul says, it's not about me. It's not about my dreams. It's not about my desires. It's not about his popularity. Paul says, I consider my life worth nothing. And I had this thought yesterday in the midst of wanting to quit. Me wanting to quit what God has called me to do was maybe because I cared something about more than running God's race. And I think for some of us, we might find ourselves in that place that there might be something that we care about more, whether we want to admit it or not, than God's race that he's called each and every one of us to run. And we, and we have to really wrestle with this. And this concept of, I consider my blank worth nothing to me. What would that be? It would be your comfort. Maybe your net worth, your opinions of others, social media followers, your, your personal hopes and dreams. That you can only finish the race that God has called us to run when we commit to him and we don't quit. So how do we run our race? How, how will you and I finish? Well, we can't run it for ourselves. We can only run it for God. And when you run it for God, the only way that you can is to take it one step at a time. So I want to encourage you this morning, take the next step. Take the next step. And, and, and here, here's... What's even greater, you don't have to finish your race today. This is a lifelong journey, day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out, decade in, decade out, centurion in, I don't think we'll get there, but just take the next step. This, This is how Paul lived his life moment by moment. If you've read his story, it is crazy. 
when we look at the greatest example of Jesus. He lived this life. He took it one step at a time. And Jesus is on the cross right before he looks up to his heaven and, and basically cries out into your hands, God, I commit my spirit. And he breathes out. Just before that, he says, tell us die. It is finished. He's saying, I did everything you sent me here to do, Dad. I'm coming home. I finished my race. Jesus wasn't running for himself. He was running for his father. Day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. Painful moment after painful moment, he just took the next step. When they hated him, he just took the next step and loved them back. When they struck him on the cheek, he just took the next step and turned the other cheek. When he was carrying the cross up the hill, he fell down. He stood back up and took the next step. When he was hanging there on the cross and they cursed him and they mocked him and they shamed him, he took another step and says, Father, forgive them. They just don't know what they're doing. From that very moment, Jesus decided that he is going to always be ready. He's always going to be consistent. He's always going to be devoted. He's always going to be generous. He's always going to be faithful. And he's always going to be a finisher. So what are you and I going to do? The trajectory of our life is always towards what is easy, what's convenient. And the devil's going to want you to quit. I'll just be honest here. He's going to want you to, to give up on what God has called you to start and to do. So you and I are going to have to pre-decide that, no, we're not going to do that, but that when we commit, we will not quit. When you run for God, you run one step at a time. There's the story of the 1992 um, Barcelona Olympics. And there's this runner sprinter by the name of Derek Redman. And uh, he was basically the shoe in for the 400 meter. He was going to win it hands down. There was no other competition. There was nobody that was going to even come close to him. It was all his. It was basically, you might as well put the gold medal on him before the gun went off. And the gun goes off and they start the race and about halfway through, he collapses to the track and he ruptures his hamstring. All the training all the early mornings, all the late nights, all the perfect meals, all the perfect schedule, every, all the travel, all the meeting with coaches and doctors and trainers, everything that he had put into this moment in an instant is completely shattered. Everything is gone. The Olympic hope and dream doesn't exist anymore. 
And as he lays there on the track in pain and agony, his dad is there to watch him. And his dad gets up out of his seat, gets down on the track, walks up to his son, picks him up, and the two of them hobble to finish the race. Here's what I want you to get. You and I running this race don't run alone. We don't run alone. The Father is there with us every single step of the way. So when we slip up, when we fall down, when we mess up, when we don't make the right choice, God is there with us, carrying us along. It says in Philippians, be confident of this, that he being God who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You never run alone. So you may see me struggle. You may see me want to quit, but I won't quit. Because when I commit, I don't quit. I'm the finisher. And you, because you're a disciple of Jesus, and he is the ultimate finisher, he is the author and perfecter of our faith, that when he says he started it, he will finish it. Because Jesus says, when I commit, I don't quit. I am the finisher. Pray with me. Jesus, we thank you for today. God, we are so incredibly grateful for your grace, your mercy, your hope. And so Jesus, today I pray that you would speak truth into our lives. God, that you would, you would reveal where maybe we have unfinished business. That God, you would reveal this to us right here, right now, today, in this moment, or maybe this week, God, that you would reveal of where we need to finish. And God, I pray that you would give us the strength for us to be faithful. That every day that we would find ourselves running for you, not for ourselves, not for our own glory or our own recognition, but running for you, God. Taking that next step, even when we don't understand, even when it might not make sense, even when we don't fully understand how the race is going to finish, God, but that we would just take the next step in you. And that we may, at the end of our life here on earth, when we see you in heaven, that we ourselves may be faithful as Paul and as Jesus and as so many others before us have been so faithful to finish that race. God, may we too finish the race. that we may be faithful to you, that we may be a finisher. Jesus, thank you for being the ultimate example of a finisher. Thanks for listening. And if you would, please take a moment to subscribe and leave an encouraging review to help others find our podcast on whatever platform you are listening on. We hope you have a wonderful day. We'll catch you next week.